0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Grandpa's Tales of Terror. The Pinata Man has been quiet for a while, but that isn't stopping Detective McAfee. Should we listen in to find out what's happening? I know I want to, so let's continue with The Pinata Man, number six. Now close your eyes and let your imagination carry you into a world of fear and Three and a half weeks passed. Nothing was heard from the pinata man and no suspicious activity from Arnold. McAfee was wondering if Arnold knew he was being followed. He was putting in extra hours of his own time to follow Arnold whenever he could, to work, to the grocery store, and so on. On one particular day, McAfee saw Arnold helping somebody out of the back seat of his pinto at his rental house. Whoever he pulled out was walking, leaning on him. The person seemed to be unsteady on their feet. The person stumbled, Arnold barely catching them. The blanket that was covering them slipped and revealed blonde hair for an instant and then was covered back up again by Arnold. McAfee had a bad feeling in his stomach, but the law couldn't interfere unless there was just cause. He knows there is just cause, but not according to the law. Damn it. The next morning, McAfee started calling courthouses to talk to the security supervisors to find out what court hearings were scheduled on the day when he saw Arnold pull someone out of his car. Each supervisor provided the hearing's schedule and security footage. Work schedules showed that Arnold had not been working on the day when McAfee saw him with somebody. But one case reached out. It was a case about indecent exposure, a possible first conviction for a late-twenties male. The case was remanded due to the accused not showing up for the court hearing. The judge issued a warrant for the accused's arrest. In the security footage, when the testifying witness was talking to the prosecution lawyer outside of the courtroom, someone in a hoodie was hovering, same color hoodie as the one Arnold was wearing that day. Even though McAfee couldn't see the person's face, he knew it was Arnold. Knowing the sheriff in the county where the indecent exposure had taken place, McAfee asked for a favor from the sheriff to watch the accused's residence to which the 27-year-old male did not arrive home. The young male could not be located. The mugshot of the accused had been emailed to McAfee. When he looked at the photo, it definitely was the color and style of hair that he saw when the blanket slipped. McAfee was certain he had enough evidence to request a warrant for a search of Arnold's residence. He did not. Most of the evidence that McAfee had was circumstantial. Even with his testimony of someone being with Arnold, he could not prove that it was the accused in the exposure case or the person in the footage wearing the hoodie was Arnold. Sitting outside Arnold's place, McAfee wrestled about the law and what was the right thing to do. He went with the latter. Quietly opening his door, he went into the yard. Going onto the stairs, he looked into a window and saw nothing. The house was dark. No lights were on. Going around the house and carefully looking into each window, he did not see Arnold or anything for that matter. Going to a storage shed that was at the middle of the property, McAfee went to the door and listened. Nothing. Trying the door of the shed, he found that it was open. Going inside, he turned on his flashlight, illuminating the interior. The shed contained a few furniture items and some other containers and boxes. Sweeping his flashlight around, along the walls and floor, There was a glint of light that reflected from the floor. He found a handle that was inset into the floor of the shed and two hinges. It was a trap door. Opening it, the light showed stairs going down into the dark. Drawing his pistol, he headed down the stairs. He turned the flashlight off at the bottom and listened. He could hear nothing. Clicking the light on quickly, McAfee looked to see where to go. After a few paces, he turned the flashlight off again and listened. Nothing. Turning it back on, he continued to proceed down the tunnel. Judging from the direction, the tunnel headed back to the house. Slowly making his way, he came to a doorway that opened into the basement of the house. There was a stench in the air of death and decomposing flesh. He took a minute to catch his breath. It's not something he had smelled in a long time. A few single light bulbs illuminated the area, casting shadows deep and dark. McAfee saw something on a table along one of the walls of the basement. Walking up, he knew that he was looking at The accused of the exposure case, the late 20s male. He was on the table, and as McAfee shined the flashlight along the body, he saw that the accused had been castrated, everything removed. Checking for a pulse, he found none. Suddenly, a voice pierced the shadows. Turning around quickly, McAfee shined his flashlight in the direction of the voice. No one was there. The voice was coming from a speaker that was sitting on another table. McAfee reached into his jacket pocket, pulled out his phone, took some pictures quickly of the castrated male and the room, then hit the voice memos app and started recording what was being said by Arnold, a.k.a. the
1: Pinata Man. You do realize that you have just jeopardized your case against me by being here.
0: I'll ask for forgiveness later.
1: (laughs) Always the persistent detective. Oh, well, you were too late anyways to save the young
0: man. Why did you kill him?
1: I wasn't planning on killing him. However, I did not realize and I wasn't prepared for the amount of blood that happens when you cut somebody's balls and their dick off. You can't put a tourniquet on it like you can on arms when the hands are gone. At least he won't be flashing anybody ever again. And I had no control over what's-his-name when he walked into traffic. It didn't take me very long to find you.
0: Why would you be looking for me?
1: What do you mean, why would I be looking for you? I know we haven't seen each other for a long time. About 15 years. But I don't think I changed that much. You don't remember who I am? Should I? When we first met Detective, I was only 8 years old. Jimmy?